Welcome everyone to an episode of Inventor Spotlight. My name is Dana Knowles. I'm the director of Inventor Relations at InventRight, past InventRight member, student. Um, and I have with me today, uh, Maria Ruvio, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. And Maria Ruvio is the successful inventor of the casserole caddy. And she um, went through our membership, got the coaching, and did license her casserole caddy. And it's been on the market for how long now? Uh, five years almost. Five years. Yeah. Kind of the same time I licensed my shower caddy. So this isn't the caddy show, but it's it's just ironic. So, um, But what we're going to talk about in these episodes is we're going to talk about a little bit about what it was like prior to InventRite. What happened that you decided to become an InventRite member? And then how do you feel about the licensing at this, you know, licensing, what your thought process was before coming into invent right and then after but my first question is we want to know a little bit more about you what do you do what's your lifestyle like how busy are you how long have you been inventing give us a little bit of a background okay um so when i first started um my journey to be a product developer um inventor slash inventor um i was um, um a mom with two children that were about to get married. <laughs> uh, I had a very busy lifestyle at that point, And I had a full, I have still have that full-time job working um, in a big corporation um, as an executive assistant for um, high level executives. So I was very, very busy, but um, I had this uh, bug, this passion to, to put a, a product out on the market and um, I started looking at um, licensing ideas. It's kind of a blessing and a curse, right? At the same time, like you. At the same, exactly, yeah. Dana. Yeah. Exactly. I always say it's a blessing and a curse. So how much, we're going to talk about pre-InventRite. This is what we're going to focus on for the first couple minutes here. Um, you had, we had mentioned earlier, we've known each other for quite a while. When you're in InventRight, we become friends. And, and um, but you had told me about a product idea, and I have my notes here, that you tried to take to the market. I think it was your first or second idea was something for a milk drink. Yes. Can you talk <laughs> about that journey? And we really want to know what you did wrong. <laughs> okay um so the way that i got started with that was i entered a contest at staples contest and um my idea won top 10 out of a thousand entries um but ironically it got beat by um someone another invent right student at that time who invented the um word lock yeah and yeah he won a $25,000 prize and a licensing agreement with Staples. Okay. Uh, but so that was my motivation to what enter. What did you win? To, yeah. <laughs> that was my motivation to, to um, enter the contest. And that sparked my bug for innovate, for, you know, coming up with new ideas because it was, I, val I was validated. I won top you know, eight out of a thousand submissions, I was like, okay, I must be good at it. So, mm -hmm. so uh, at that point, the, the company that was hosting this, this hunt kept sending me um, challenges, but, you know, we're looking for this, we're looking for that. 
And at one point they, they were looking for a drink that would appeal to male commuters 18 to 25. So in the back of my memory bank, I remembered uh, my mom used to make this drink and it, and it was uh, a high protein, it was delicious. I said, you know what, let me try to enter it. Let me see, I mean, the worst case scenario is I won't make it. But again, I won top eight or 10 out of a thousand entries. I want to, they sent me a basket uh, as a consolation prize because uh, when they presented my idea to the company that was looking for the, for the beverage, they said that it was a great idea, but it had to be milk, uh, water-based and my idea was milk-based. So how, but, I'm going to just jump in real quick because you, you submitted your idea to these companies, whether it was Staples or whatever. How far along were you in the process? Because you can't just like submit an idea uh, in words. You, you have to have something to submit to them. So what were you submitting? It was, it was at this point, uh, I, I just needed to give them some background about the idea, um, you know, why I felt it was going to be um, the next big hit as a beverage. Mm -hmm. and um you know some marketing ideas and it was just one sheet it was pre pre um already it was a form that you just filled out and um it was enough for them to to take the idea to the company that was looking for so it you didn't have to make what we refer to in our business a sell sheet or anything like that it was a, a, a variation of a sell sheet because mm -hmm. it, it kind of explained my uh, my idea. I told them the history behind, you know, I had like a whole, um, it was like, there was like facts behind my idea because my 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 drink is called Zabalate, which is Italian, is a spinoff and revitalization of the Italian dessert Zabaglione, which has um, egg in it. So in the Italian culture, egg is an aphrodisiac. So I figured, you know, males, 18 to 25, this oh. might be something interesting for them with that um, stigma behind it. And I, I found a, um, a story that in the 14th century, there was a, a war in, in Italy and the soldiers were, you know, they were exhausted, but they stumbled upon a farm and they found these eggs and they made this milk and all this drink and, and they, they were able to fight and win the battle. So it was a whole... It was an interesting, um, you know, concept, and mm -hmm. they liked it. They they really enjoyed, like the company that I was looking for. It, it was unique and it was different. Okay. So um, fast forward, I'm still. I've had, I have a lot of success with it, and also a lot of disappointment. But I keep going because there's still a lot of hope and a lot of um, my dedication and my passion to put well, this out on the market. That's a, that's a really important, important point is getting to a certain point and then getting the rejection, then getting to a certain point and getting another rejection. Um, what made you continue to, to move forward? Cause I know, I know about rejection, my product, the hanging shower caddy, that got licensed about the same time yours did. Um, I got a lot of rejection. So let's talk a little bit about how your mind was when you got so far and then it's kind of like getting kicked in the stomach. How'd you keep on going? Um, I kept on going because I believe in my product. I believe in myself. I, I believe that this product has teeth. Um, I've gotten a lot of 
positive feedback. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, it's just a matter of finding the right person. Right. You know, and it's like it's like a marriage. It's a matter of finding the right person. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, I, I'm not the type that gives up. I don't give up. Um, I, you know, there are there is a one or two that I came up ideas that I came up with that I kind of shelved for now because I don't have that much as much passion for that one that I have for this one. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know. I still have a lot, a lot going on with the beverage idea. I have a lot going on. I know it's um, always in the back. Like I have these ideas and it's, and it's always in the back. I'm always scared. I'm going to find it on the store shelf and say, why they have that inventor's remorse? Why didn't I do that? Um, yeah. So let's, let's change um, a little bit up and, and, and talk about, did you know anything about life? I mean, you knew a little bit about licensing because of the, the, the uh, contest contest but how much did you know about licensing prior to making prior to to finding invent right all i knew about licensing was that it was like you rented your idea like you would rent an apartment mm -hmm. you know you um the, the person renting your apartment doesn't own your apartment they're just renting it so mm -hmm. if they leave i can always get another tenant so in, in my mind I'm renting my idea to somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm licensing my idea, mm -hmm. and um, it, it's it's my idea. <laughs> and it, I feel like if they, at the end of the day, if they want to buy my apartment, then we can negotiate. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, I always felt that it was um, a, a very nice passive way of making money. But you didn't know that at first, right? I mean, you learned all of that. I learned all of that after, yeah, after reading the, con, you know, the, the terms of the licensing agreement that was posted with Staples, oh, you know, okay. it was just like, you know, you would receive royalty and then I looked up royalty. It was a kind of a process like that, but mm -hmm. that, that's how I learned about licensing. Yeah, I say the only thing I knew about licensing was how to how to spell the word and barely <laughs> Google it. How do you spell licensing? I read Stephen Stephen's book, One Simple Idea, quite a few times. Um, you know, made a lot of mistakes through the process. Learned a lot. Um, did you Did you ever go to an attorney? Did you ever go to an inv invention submission company? Did you try to get people to help you get your product to market, other than the contests? Um, before I met, before I read one simple idea and, and, you know, before I heard of, about Steven, um, I, I did go to an attorney for one of the ideas that I shelved mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he, he wanted to do a provisional patent. He wanted to do, uh, you know, a search first, a search, mm -hmm. then a provisional patent. And, you know, it all, it, it, it does cost money to do that. Did you pay and, for it? Did you pay that? Yeah, I had to, I paid him for a search and mm -hmm. a provisional patent. Mm -hmm. uh, it really never got in, got anywhere. Right. Um, so the, with that said, I was like, okay, um, kind of got my feet wet about how, what's going on in the event, you know, in the intellectual property um, arena. Mm -hmm. And I just kept investigating and I came across Stephen's book. Mm -hmm. And that you know, was the beginning of. 
And when was right. that? How long ago was that? Would you say? Would you? Oh, uh, that that that's that's quite a while ago. That's probably about fifteen years ago. Okay. And and so, how long before you when you found the book to where you actually became an event right student? How how long was that of a um, process? Like a years time wise, you know. Yeah, no, it wasn't that much of a long time because I had had already a little bit of, you know, gotten my mm-hmm. my thoughts on the, on what it would take to be successful in, in as an inventor. Um, so I think one morning I just woke up and said, you know what, I'm going to look into this licensing <laughs> program because I need a, a it's like you need a map. Yeah, years ago, before you had Google Maps and, and Waze and all that, you, you you went somewhere, you took out a map and you're like, okay. And you follow the map and you got there. So I kind of relate Stephen's approach to finding your destination. Mm. So I needed those steps. What do I do first? What do I do second? What's the right way to approach this? What's the wrong way? And when I looked at his program, I felt that that was the way to go. Where was your thought process in this making a decision being out there on your own basically we're out there on our own I know what it's like to be out there for 20 years on my own floundering around floating that's about right (laughs) yeah yeah it's like I don't even know how to row you know I'm just floating around and so what was the mental like what was the thought process when you finally made that decision, what was, there's a, tur- there's a point, there's a turning point. Like mine, I was just sick and tired of listening to all the wrong people tell me to do all the wrong things. And I was following the wrong people who had never done what I wanted to do. And I knew that InventRight was focused solely on licensing, 100%. I wanted to be where they were. And that right. was the process. What was your, like, when you finally decided, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Well, like you, like you said, Dana, you, you, you got, I, I'm saying to myself, he's already done it. So he, he knows all the hiccups mm-hmm. and he, he has this um, knowledge that was rare. You know, what Stephen knows is rare because um, you have a lot of people out there that make a lot of promises, but it's hands off. They're, they're, you know, they're not telling you what's going on behind the scene. They just want you to pay them to do it. Instead, Stephen's program, he teaches you how to do it. He just doesn't say to you, give me whatever, this kind of fee, mm-hmm. and I'll see if I can license your idea. He doesn't do that. He may, he, it's like an, it's, a, it's an education that you take with you forever. Mm-hmm. It's an investment in yourself, mm-hmm. not in somebody else's company or vision to help inventors. Were you, but, were you, I'm going to ask you straight out, because I know I was, were you fearful about becoming an InventRight member? No, uh, not at all. I was a very encouraged and very, very um, positive and very like, oh, I'm doing something. I'm really going to get somewhere now because I I felt that I had a lot of confidence in Stephen and he was always in the beginning and I haven't been in touch with him lately, but in the beginning, he would always answer my phone call or answer my email or get someone to get to answer my question. He's hands on um, and he was always there for me. He was always very honest too. He would say, 
And he said this to me from the very beginning. He goes, Maria, the food industry is very difficult. I'm not saying that it's impossible, completely impossible, but it's very improbable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he, he never, you know, sugarcoated anything and said, oh, yeah, you might, you might not, you know. Mm -hmm. But he was very, he's, he's always been honest. And that's another quality that I liked about in that life. I can remember a real, a real quick story because when I was a member um, and um, I, I, I got a lot of no's, man. And it was like, I wanted oh, yeah. so many times. I was like, this is too hard. Rejection is very difficult. Um, and I can, I was talking to my coach, Paul, and, and uh, just like, I don't like this. This isn't fun. He's like, no, Dana, this isn't the fun part. This isn't the fun mm -hmm. part, but keep no. going. And I don't know if Paul called Stephen or whatever. I remember exactly where I was driving down the road and my phone rang and it comes up Stephen Key. And I'm like, what Stephen Key called me for? And he he was like, hey, I heard you're having some problems. What's going on? You know, exactly. he said, Dana, if if you have a couple companies that are, have interest, even a little interest, there will be more. Do not quit. So we're going to go really quickly into becoming an InventRight member. Um, what? What is it like now that you went through our membership, you had the personal coaching, you had all the other, all the other features that InventRight, the educational features InventRight offers, you've successfully went through the process from I got an idea in my head, do I signed to I signed a contract, seeing your product on the market. Um, what, what are your thoughts now? Like what, what, what was it like? I know what it's like to see your product on the market, but what's it like to see your product on the market? I want to hear your, your thoughts. Oh, it's like so validating and so exciting and so rewarding mm. to see your product on Amazon and Walmart and, you know, certain stores. And mm -hmm. it's like, wow, I really did it. And it, you know, it's all thanks to invent my program. Yeah, and, so, uh, that's, that's fantastic. I love it. So the last question, and I know I already told you that this was going to be the last question. So you had time to think about it because we don't right. want anybody on the spot. I mean, your story is your story. We can remember our story. We know our experiences. But this one particular question is um, something that I think people have to give thought to is um, what bit of advice would you give other fellow listeners, other fellow inventors who are listening to this, um, what advice would you give them? Well, remember that inventing something new can be long and a challenging journey, but with the dedication and the right approach, it can lead to a valuable innovation. That's awesome. Well, Maria, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on here and share some of your experience. Um, I really, uh, you know, our goal here with these episodes, these in, these particular inventor spotlights is to really talk about what it was like prior to finding InventRight and then what it's like now. So I thank you so much for your time. I'm sure I'll be talking to you soon. Keep on inventing. Keep on bringing us new product ideas. Um, James is going to put the the uh, the your uh, casserole caddy up on the screen. Maybe you already did it. If not, hey, everybody, thanks for, thanks for joining us. And um, if you want for more information, just go to inventright.com and book a call. And I'd be happy to talk with you. Sylvia would be happy to talk with you. Andrew would be happy to talk with you. And um, hopefully we can guide you in getting your product on the market. Thank you, Dane. It's been a pleasure, pleasure speaking with you. And um, 
as as you said, keep inventing. Keep inventing. Okay. <laughs> See you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.